Welcome to today's episode of Barbecue Sauce. I'm your host, Caleb Smith, and I want to be discuss, discussing things that have happened in the NFL, MLB, and all the sports worlds today. So, I want to kick it off with the NFL. Uh, the San Francisco 49ers going 13-3. and uh, I'm, I mean, that was a good team that they had, led by Jimmy Garoppolo, George Kittle, Emmanuel Sanders, but the 49ers have lost some key pieces. They've lost Emmanuel Sanders, who was their number one receiver, who's a good uh, receiver for Jimmy Garoppolo, especially during that Super Bowl. Had became very clutch in the Super Bowl with them. But I want, I, will the 49ers keep up their production that they did this previous season? Went 13 and three, uh, made it to the Super Bowl, lost to the Chiefs 31-20. Jimmy Garoppolo didn't have his best game. Uh, there's one play where he had Emmanuel Sanders wide open where he could have connected to him, and that was a big play in the Super Bowl. But the 49ers team is young, but can they keep up their production? Uh, I, I think the 49ers, I mean, 13-3 and is a hard record to keep up with, but I don't think, the, I think that the 49ers can keep up with that. They're a good team. I'm not sure if they can keep up with that record. I mean, their defense is one of the best in the NFL. They have all the pieces in place. But I'm not a big believer in Kyle Shanahan. Uh, I just don't think he's a... I mean, him and Jimmy G get along well, and that and Shanahan's not leaving for a long time. But I just don't think that Kyle Shanahan's the right coach for the 49ers. A, because he's a very young coach. I mean, start off as an assistant for the Baltimore Ravens, but I think he need a little bit of time. I mean, this team, they did not expect to go to the Super Bowl, and I think Shanahan was kind of shocked with it. And uh, just that the 49ers are really young, and they have a young coach. I mean, if you look at teams who did good, but regress this previous season the Chargers won 13 and 3 in 2018 went down to 8 and 8 or 6 went down to 7 and 9 and then the Chicago Bears went from 12 and 4 to 8 and 8 uh but those are the two main ones Patriots had somewhat of a regression so can the 49ers be a good team again I honestly see the 49ers going 9 and 7 or 10 and 6. I just don't believe in the hype for them. I don't I don't really like believing in the hype. I like believing in the underdogs, but if you look at it, the 49ers are a very very young team. I think they had a surprising season this previous year. I mean, they are a young team. In a couple of years, I expect them to be back into the Super Bowl, but the San Francisco 49ers, I mean, they've had a great history behind them. They're trying to start that again. But I think it's going to take them some time and some more key pieces. I mean, losing Emmanuel Sanders uh, was a big piece. I don't think Danny Pettis, wide receiver for the 49ers, would be a good one. Or a franchise solid wide receiver. I mean, Debo Samuel in the future is going to be their number one receiver. But if the 49ers fill that wide receiver hill and... If they do somewhat get a good cornerback in next year's draft or offseason, then, because Richard Sherman is getting old. I mean, I don't know how long he hasn't left in the NFL. He's seen big players retire at a young age, but 
Richard Sherman is not a young player, so you can expect him to be retiring soon. But the 49ers, when Sherman does retire, when the 49ers do find a good cornerback, this team is going to go back to the Super Bowl with, uh, I mean, even look, the offensive line is stacked with uh, Trent Williams leading there, Mike McGlinchey, the young guard. So this team has all the pieces put in place just that they're super, super young and that the they have to compete with teams like the Cardinals, who are a wild card team this year, the Seahawks, I mean, who knows with the Rams, but the 49ers do have some tough tasks. Uh, I expect them to be second, maybe get in a wild card spot at 9-7 and seven or 10-6, and six. but if the 49ers do regress, don't be completely shocked, like, oh wow, I mean, they're still a good team, and if they do get a wild card spot, I can expect them to make a playoff run, but I just don't see him being a Super Bowl contender again. So then I wanted to talk about Teddy Bridgewater. Yes, I usually focus on teams, but I wanted to focus on this player. I mean, Teddy Bridgewater drafted by the Minnesota, by the Minnesota Vikings, uh, towards ACL a couple seasons into his career. Uh, got cut by the Vikings, being replaced with Keenum, uh, being signed by the Saints to be a backup for Breeze, and uh, now is a, went five and zero in his start uh, last season, and then now is a starter for the Carolina Panthers. I mean, I've seen different articles about this. Uh, people are saying yes, he can be a franchise QB. People saying no, he can't. Uh, in my opinion, I, I think Bridgewater can be. And can't be, can be because he did go five and zero. But the Panthers are a rebuilding team, and do not have the weapons that the Saints had. Uh, Bridgewater, when he was playing for Breeze with his week two thumb injury against the Rams, Bridgewater had Kamara. He also had Thomas. He had a good offensive line, but the Panthers, yes, do have good skill positions. Curtis Samuel. DJ Moore, getting, signing Robbie Anderson was one of my favorites. But uh, Bridgewater, it's going to take him some time to go. I mean, I see the Panthers going at least 6-10, and 5-11. But the main concept of this is Teddy Bridgewater. Can he be a productive QB like he was for New Orleans? I can see him being a good QB. It's just that the team around him is not playoff ready yet. I mean, getting Derrick Brown was a very good pick in the draft, but I was not a believer in Derrick Brown, especially. I mean, yes, people are going to disagree with me with this. I mean, he was a big player. But that, but they should have gotten a player like Isaiah Simmons. They need more help in the secondary than they do up front. So, yes, the game is on the trenches, but uh, they could have signed. They had Gerald McCoy, who lost him to free agency. But uh, the Panthers, they're going to, I mean, I have full belief in the Panthers. They're one of my favorite teams down the road. They're doing so far a great job with their rebuild, with bringing head coach Matt Rule from Baylor University. So this team is going to be very, very good in a couple of years. But this season, 5-11, and 6-10, and I mean, that would, I would call that a win. I don't know, it's not a very good season, but I call it a win season. Let's get another high draft pick and... Like, move on from there. So then, one more NFL team I wanted to talk about was the Houston Texans. I mean, led by head coach Bill O'Brien, Bill O'Brien GM. 
slash head coach. Uh, the Texans right now are kind of a laughing stock at the NFL. Or Bill O'Brien is trading away DeAndre Hopkins for nothing much but David Johnson. Didn't even get a first round pick out of it. He got a very non-productive running back. But I still have hope in the Texans and Deshaun Watson being led by him. I mean, bringing Brandon Cooks is one of my favorite free agency moves. Yes, he is definitely not a DeAndre Hopkins type player. He's getting old, always injured, concussion protocol always on there. But Brandon Cooks, if he has a good quarterback, like what, look what they did a couple seasons ago with the Rams. Brandon Cooks had a very good season with the Rams, over a thousand yards. So, uh. Los Angeles Rams did have a good player, but now on to the Houston Texans. So, uh, the Texans are a good team. They're still going to be a playoff contender, in my opinion. And I think I have them winning the division at like 12 and 4, uh, 11 and 5. But uh, can Brandon Cooks keep up with that type of productive offense that he was for the. Uh, Los Angeles Rams. Yes, I see him doing that. I mean, the Texans still have a good offense. Brought in Randall Cobb. Yes, he's only a slot receiver. Really can't do much besides that. But you have Brandon Cooks, Kenny Stills, and Will Fuller. They're still very, very productive receivers. Kenny Stills one productive one. I don't know why people are getting so mad, at, or Texans fans are getting mad about this move. I think it was... I mean, I yes, DeAndre Hopkins is the best receiver in the NFL, in my opinion. But... He, replaced, he didn't replace him with terrible players. You still have Will Fuller and Kenny Stills, who had a productive season. Stills had over 900 yards. Uh, Fuller nearly 800 yards. But if you think that the Texans are going to be bad, you're going to be surprised of what they can do still with Deshaun Watson. He's still going to be a productive player. Like he was with DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, if you people are comparing him, he has an arm, or he has the mobility like a Lamar Jackson or Michael Vick. I mean, Deshaun Watson is like a Russell Wilson has a strong arm, can scramble out of the pocket. But this, I, the people who are hating on the Texans, I don't believe this hating is very smart because they're going to come out and surprise a lot of people. So now on to the MLB. Uh, the MLB season will resume June 30th. But for now, uh, what's what's going to happen to the Boston Red Sox? Are they going to be a good team or bad team? People predicting them all over again. Uh, yes, they're going to be good. No, they're not. I mean, they lost Mookie Betts, which was a not very smart move. But uh, they still have a good team. Chris Sale is going to be out for the year again. With surgery or with uh, Tommy John surgery, but if you look at the players that the Red Sox have, they're still going to be a productive team. They're led by J.D. Martinez, three-time All-Star, and uh, he is a very J.D. Martinez can be a good player. I mean, he was a D.H. for the Boston Red Sox, but if you see what he can do, second base and shortstop, he can be good there. I mean, I still believe that this Red Sox team can be productive. I haven't seen play, being playoff ready, especially with competing with the New York Yankees and maybe even possibly the Toronto Blue Jays, who brought in Hinjin Ryu, who was one of the best pitchers in the National League last year. So, uh, J.D. Martinez, he's going to have to be a leader on this team. 
not having uh, Chris Sale being that leader with him. But uh, this Red Sox team is going to be productive, just not as much. So, I mean, watch out for the Red Sox. I mean, don't sleep on them, but don't expect them to do much things. So then I want to go on to the Chicago White Sox. Uh, the White Sox having a big free agency. Uh, being led by Jose Abreu, one of the best players in the American League, in my opinion. And I see the uh, Chicago White Sox being a playoff-ready team. Yes, I know people are going to disagree with this, still needing some time, but I think they're ready to be a playoff contender. Not necessarily like a wild-card contender, not necessarily like a deep uh, MLB team or MLB postseason team, but... This team can be good if they do bring in the right kind of pieces in the future. I mean, if they have a big free agency next year, they're going to be one of the World Series contenders. Yes, you can hold me against that. I promise you, if they do have a big offseason, they will have, or next year when they have, if they have a big offseason, they will be good again. Following in the footsteps of that White Sox team in the 80s. So then you got to... But look at their division they had to share with. The Minnesota Twins got a lot, lot better bringing in Josh Donaldson from the Atlanta Braves was one of their heavy hitters. But the White Sox, in my opinion, will win the division. They only really have to fight with uh, the Twins. I mean, they share the White Sox do share a division with the Tigers. Uh, yes, the Twins as well. But they really only have to compete with the Twins. I mean, and they have to compete with the Indians too, but uh, the Indians I don't think are going to be a good team, but back onto the White Sox. They do have to compete with a good division, but don't be surprised if this White Sox team does make a run in the postseason. This team is going to be good. So then I wanted to talk about a team I just mentioned, the Cleveland Indians, led by Francisco Lindor. Host, uh, Francisco Lindor, a very good player, but Looking out, wanting out of Cleveland. Uh, Cleveland did lose a lot of people. They still have Corey Kluber lost, Trevor Bauer to free agency. But the Indians, in my opinion, they were just back to the World Series just a couple of years ago. But in my opinion, they're not going to be a good team again. Yes, I know people are going to disagree, thinking, oh yeah, the Indians are going to be good. They have still have Francisco Lindor. But if you think that's all they really have... I mean, their bullpen is not as strong as it was a couple that 2015 season. Uh, they don't have the bat like they the bats like they did in 2015 with all those big time players. And I don't, I'm not a firm believer in Francisco Lindor. Uh, I don't see him being a franchise type player. Yes, he is one. In my opinion, he's still one of the best in the American League. But uh, he can, in my opinion, he cannot. He can be a franchise guy if he has good players around him. He can't be like a LeBron James of baseball, or he can't be like a Mike Trout, who did not have much help, but still had a, still had the Angels to winning seasons. But the Indians, in my opinion, are going to go third in the AL Central just because they do have to share a division with the White Sox and Twins. And it's the Cleveland Indians. They really only have Francisco Lindor. So one more MLB team I wanted to focus on. I think I might have focused on them a couple of uh, episodes ago. But I wanted to talk about the Milwaukee Brewers once again. 
I mean, I've really focused, I don't really focus on Christian Yelich for that, but I did focus on, like, veterans like Ryan Braun and, uh, losing Earl Thomas, but I wanted to talk more on Christian Yelich, who, in my opinion, is gonna do, have an absolute, uh, gonna have an absolute great season. I mean, he's gonna be led, He's going to have a good team around him. Ryan Braun, yes, he is regressing, but he still can be a good player. But Christian Yelich uh, did not win the MVP. It was a close race between him and Ballinger. Ballinger came on top, though. But Yelich, in my opinion, is going to be furious about that and going to want to win the MVP. He's gonna, In my opinion, Yelich is going to have an absolute amazing year. Uh, he has a good Brewers team around him. They're, they're pitching a solid for the Brewers, with, but led by Josh Hader. Yes, he is not a starter, but and led by Brian Woodruff, uh, Josh Hader, and all those guys. And Christian Yelich, he is a good player. He started off the Miami Marlins. Nobody knew who he really was. was brought over in a trade. The Milwaukee Brewers had a very big upseason his first year there. But if the Brewers... The Brewers, in my opinion, are one of my World Series contenders with uh, Christian Yelich leading that team. I think they just, just can be good. Uh, they have a very, very solid team. Uh, they have, do have to compete with the or, uh, Colorado Rockies, but they really only don't very have a good team. So, the, the, in my opinion, the Brewers are going to have a 100-win season, if not more. So keep your eye on the Brewers. I mean, people only really focus on Yelich. Focus on who else they have too. But Yelich is definitely going to be one of the leaders for that team. So then I want to go on to the uh, NBA. Uh, a lot has happened. They're possibly coming back at the end of July. But I wanted to talk about Kristaps uh, Porzingis and the Dallas Mavericks. More on Kristaps Porzingis and. Uh, can he be a productive center? In my opinion, he is a very good center. I don't think he can be a franchise guy, though. And my my reasoning for that is injuries. If he, if he had a full, healthy season, this man would be, this Mavericks team especially, would be a number two or three-seeded team. But they, were, they have Luka Doncic, Tim Hardaway. I mean, those are their two leaders when Porzingis isn't there. I mean, fan favorite Boban Marjanovic. Yes, he is one of my favorite players, but you don't really want him as your uh, starting center, especially with Porzingis hurt. But uh, that Porzingis is a good player, and he was with the Knicks, but I think that trade that brought him over to Dallas was a very bad trade, especially for him. I think it hit him hard, especially because of he's always been injured, but uh, with New York, he had more of a chance to shine. And with uh, Luca being there, having a great rookie season like he had, uh, it's going to be hard for Porzingis to be a leader again. But, I mean, Porzingis, what we're going back on topic with is that he can be good. It's just that he really doesn't show it, especially with all of his injuries. So then I wanted to focus on Porzingis mostly because if he can be healthy, then the Mavericks are going to be good. The Mavericks right now sit at the number seven seed, though. Before the season shut down, beat the Denver Nuggets, but still in that seven spot. I mean, the West is a very tight division. So then I wanted to focus on another player, Dennis Smith Jr. on the New York Knicks. 
Dennis Smith Jr. had a great rookie season with Dallas. Looked like he was going to be the main guy along with Doncic, but brought over in a trade from uh, New York. Uh, did not have a great season there. And uh, it, this player is not going to be... I mean, he's regressed a whole lot, especially only in two or three seasons. But uh, Dennis Smith Jr., I'm still a believer in him. One of the best young point guards out there. But that trade from uh, Dallas to New York was not a good one, especially with uh, the Knicks having good talent with point guards. I mean, they do have Frank Nicoletta, who can't, who did have a big breakout season. But uh, Dennis Smith Jr., I'm not sure if he can keep up productivity like he did in Dallas. He was one of the high flyers in the NBA. But uh, Dennis Smith Jr., he really did regress. I'm not sure if he's going to be the franchise guy for the Knicks just because he did regress and the Knicks are a very young team. And I don't think he fits in with the scheme there that they have there. So then... You have the New York Knicks, with Juli led by Julius Randle, Frank Nicoletta. But Smith Jr., he doesn't... I've seen articles that he doesn't get along with the Knicks. I mean, I he doesn't like it there, especially with the losing culture that they have in New York. But Dennis Smith Jr., I don't think he's going to have a very successful NBA season just because he really can't get along with anybody. And he just had a big regression when the Knicks had, do have better players than him. So one more player... I really didn't want to focus on teams. I wanted to focus on players for the NBA. So one more player I wanted to focus on, one of the big players in the league, Anthony Davis, the Los Angeles Laker, brought over in a trade. But Anthony Davis did have a very good season, was a very good pair with LeBron. Uh, Anthony Davis looks like one of the best uh, runner-ups for the, or maybe possibly even to win the Defensive Player of the Year award. But it's just that Anthony Davis does share a team with LeBron. They were a great pair. And I do have full belief in the Lakers. And it's just that Anthony Davis is going to be good with their team. Anthony Davis is going to be their franchise guy, especially with LeBron getting up there in age. I, I am a very firm believer in Anthony Davis. I do not think what was fair with him in New Orleans. He did not have much help at all except Drew Holiday, also a very good defender with him. But the Lakers, he fits in well with that scheme, especially with, uh, the coaching there, I mean, he's obviously a leader on that team with LeBron. I guess you could say Kuzma as well. It's just that uh, he does share a team with LeBron. He won't. He does get a lot of playing time, but LeBron is really can do it all. Davis, uh, they're like uh, Michael Jordan and Dennis Rodman. Anthony Davis is definitely not a Dennis Rodman, or is definitely a Dennis Rodman player. Uh, just not the crazy part, though. And then you have LeBron James, who people think is the GOAT of all time in basketball. But, I mean, look at those two. They're a great pair, and I do have full belief in the Lakers. So then I wanted to go on the NHL, one of our final topics of today's episode. And I wanted to talk about just a couple of teams, just a couple. Uh, first, starting off with the Jack Eichel and the Buffalo Sabres. Uh, the Sabres, Western New York, my favorite team. Uh, did not Does not have a very good winning culture, hasn't been to the playoffs in 10 years. But uh, the Buffalo Sabres do have a talented team, and they did bring back their general manager. 
But they are led by head coach Ralph Kerger, who's who had a great did a great job in the beginning of the year. It's not really his fault. It's really the tail or that they're not very good and always injured. But if the Sabres team does stay healthy, they are going they are going to be good. They are going to be good. They have very talented players. Probably one of the best front lines in the Eastern Conference with Jack Eichel, Jeff Skinner, Sam Reinhart. They're all very good players, and I think they can lead this Buffalo Sabres team to some big things in the future. It's just that now they're always injured in a rebuilding phase. But just to think in a couple of years that they are going to be good. And then I wanted to do uh, another uh, segment with... Just a segment with another NHL team, the uh, the Buffalo Sabres rivals Boston Bruins. Yes, I may have talked about the Bruins in a past, epi- a past episode, but I wanted to focus more in depth on them. I really didn't focus in depth on them because I really didn't uh, have time to study them. But uh, their team is led by Brad Marchant, uh, one of the best NHL players in the whole league. And he can... If you look at his numbers, leading the uh, uh, leading the Eastern Conference in goals, I mean a very good assist man too. It's just that he really, he does have a good team around him. It's just that if they were a better team, they'd be winning Stanley Cups. I mean they were the, they were brought to the Stanley Cup last year, lost to the or to the Blues in the uh, Stanley Cup. We'll be talking about in a little bit, but. The Boston Bruins do share a good division. I mean, with the Sabres, who could possibly go Lightning, Panthers, who had a very good year, Canadians. I mean, they do have veterans on that team. It's just that they have to win a Stanley Cup now before they all get old and don't want to play anymore. So, like, take a player like uh, Zada Chara, for example. Uh, have, does have the hardest lap shot in the game. I mean, he is a very good defenseman in the NHL. It's just that he's getting up there in age, and uh, he's one of my favorite players in the NHL, just how big he is and how much he can do on that defensive line for them. I mean, the Bru- take a player like him, and then Brad Merchant is getting up there in age. Uh, uh, those are the two main guys who are getting up there in age. And it's uh, just a big time. They're a big time team when they can come together. It's just that they haven't had much success in the playoffs besides last year. I mean, they're one of my Stanley Cup favorites. I had them and the Oilers going at it in the Stanley Cup. I had the Oilers winning it, though. And it's just that this Bruins team does have to win a Stanley Cup before they lose a somewhat of a dream team they have, and led by their goalie Rask. I mean, he's getting out there in age two, so uh, you can expect this Bruins team. They, I have a feeling they're going to win a Stanley Cup in the next five years. But after that, I think this dynasty is just going to split, and they'll have to start another rebuilding phase. So then you go on to another team I just mentioned, the St. Louis Blues, led by Ryan O'Reilly, former Buffalo Saber. Um. This one is a confusing team to do because of Ryan O'Reilly leading that team. If I was an NHL coach or GM, I would not want him leading a team. If you look back at what he did on the Buffalo Sabres, did have a good season with them. Just that didn't get along with uh, captain now of the Sabres, Jack Eichel. 
I mean, Ryan O'Reilly is happy in St. Louis. But they did not start off good. They were the worst team in 2018. With they were the worst team in the NHL in 2018. But then after that Christmas break, they just got sparked up and started going on fire. And it's just that uh, I would not want Ryan O'Reilly leading my team, especially with the locker room issues. If he was able to control that, I'd be fine with him leading this team. But with all that is happening, uh, I would not want to be trusted with Ryan O'Reilly as my captain on a team. So then, that's the NHL for today. I have one more topic I wanted to focus on. I really didn't have much time to research college football, so I wanted to focus on college basketball for the final episode. And uh, I wanted to focus on Elijah Hughes. This will convert with the NBA somehow. Elijah Hughes uh, led that Syracuse team a good power forward, but can he do what he did for Syracuse into the NBA? People saying he could be a good second rounder to have. I mean, I'm a firm believer in him, too. It's just that Elijah Hughes did not have a good team around him, and they, you really didn't get to see what he could do by himself. Yes, he was a very good player. It's just that uh, he is very productive, and he can be very good. So, if you have him on your NBA team, I can see him being a big steal for whatever team drafts him. Because just of the numbers that he put up, just the only thing I worry about is how, if he's like on a team such as the Minnesota Timberwolves or a team like that, Cleveland Cavaliers. Can he be a team leader like that? I mean, I don't see him being a draft bust. I think he'd be a very, very good player. It's just that uh, this team is good, and they're going to... It's just that Elijah Hughes is good, and whatever team gets him is going to be happy with the type of player they got. The one more, uh, one more team I wanted to focus on today is the... I may have mentioned them, in, or as the Michigan State Spartans, led by Coach Tom Izzo. Very good offensive mastermind. It's just that this Michigan team... Did Michigan State team, excuse me, did lose a lot of big pieces to the draft and overseas basketball. I mean, they were a very good team with like people with Elijah Hughes and Miles Bridges. Not Elijah Hughes, Miles Bridges, uh, Malik Bridges as well too. But this team, this Michigan State team, they're gonna get good recruits and they are gonna be good again. I, I, they're one of my favorites this year to go to possibly uh, the Final Four, even to the championship. It's just that Michigan State, they are a good team. They're led by one of the best coaches in all of uh, college basketball, Tom Izzo. I am a firm believer in Michigan State, and I do believe that they can be very productive like they were with Malik Bridges and Miles Bridges. So then that's today's episode of Barbecue Sauce. I want to thank you for tuning in. Uh, take care. Bye.